Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Recasted, the podcast that wandered the yellow brick road in our skate snake skinned jacket. I messed that up so far. On today's What's Going On Occasionally in This Movie and We Have No Idea, we have the man representing individuality, Hassa. Hello. And I stand for personal freedom, Chris. Week two of our tribute to the widely underused actor of all time, Nicolas Cage. Underused? <laughs> Sees him pairing up with another famous director, and yet another role where he gets out of jail. Only this time he gets to sing Elvis. And, and to k- commit more crimes. Yes. This is what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Uh, why did we choose this movie? Who knows? But prepare yourself as we attempt to recast a David Lynch film with Wild at Heart. Okay. Now that you're done everything. <laughs> this, 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 movie's gonna make me... this is not a film. This is a wet dream. That is filtered through David Lynch. <laughs> okay, I'm, we're going to start a... this off. We don't understand oh. David Lynch films. This is probably going to be an adult-centric episode. I'm yes. definitely going to swear sometime in this movie, in this episode. I have definitely come to the conclusion that I do not like David Lynch films. Because <laughs> so, this movie is trash. <laughs> so I think the, the conversation when it comes to Lynch films is... You don't watch a Lynch film for, I'm going to say, it's like narrative structure. No. Because I remember watching Mulholland Drive, and to this day, I still don't even remember what I watched. Um, and I think he's just one of those people where it's the intrigue, the weird, the, the out there. We forgot to talk about who we cast for this movie. What? Who, who? What characters we're casting for this movie? Oh, we'll go through it. <laughs> okay. Damn. Um, this is more art. This, this is yeah. This is an interpretation of. We'll start because it's got the Wizard of Oz all throughout this movie, and it's just this weird. Yeah, I'm gonna call it an art film. It's not the standard go out. It's not what it was last week. It's not Raising Arizona. Hmm. It's not... I'm trying to think of a Nicolas Cage movie we're not doing. It's not like The Family Guy. Not Family Guy. Family Man. Yeah. Um, or... Weatherman. Weatherman. Or like all those other ones he did. Like this is the weird, crazy art film. Yeah. Now, this film... <laughs> this film... Is so weird. Yeah. And so crazy... And so violent and overly sexual. Overly sexual. I think that's one of its failures. I think the fact that it is so... I think what he wanted to do, he definitely wanted to do Basic Instinct. Like, he Mm. wanted this to be an erotic thriller. Right? I don't know if they came out at the same time, but he definitely wanted this to be an erotic thriller of some kind. Right? But I think he went about it all the wrong way. I think, like, I don't want to talk about it later, so I'll talk about it now. I think that whole underlying story about the uncle. Uncle Pooch? Yeah, raping her and then an abortion at some point? Yeah. Like, I think that needs to be, that's not, that never has to be in films. Like, unless the film is about, but hold specifically on. about a case and everything, as a weird character bit, that's too much. But I think... I'm going to argue a little bit with you on this. I it, it's, I think it's something you can't just deny. I'm not. 
but I don't. I think it it, it helps to build this character as. Okay, I'm gonna say it this way. It helps to build this character as not having a lot of power in her life. But I think you up can, until this point. But I think you can mention a rape and all that stuff without having to see it. Okay, I agree with you there. Yeah, that part of it, I don't think you need. Like, but I think you, you you can definitely have the conversation of the fact that, yeah, well, you know, didn't your uncle Pooch rape you when you were 13? Yeah, and my mom did nothing. Yeah, we don't have to flash back to seeing it happen. No, and I agree. I think that's the part of the Lynch films where it's like I don't really need to see. Yeah, this part. Um, but I I, I think it, it for me for that character it kind of needs to stay there. Because it's kind of like that's the rebellion of nobody in my family did anything about this or cared about me, but Sailor. By the way, why does Nicolas Cage always have weird-ass names in his movies? I don't know. But Sailor is the one that's like, yeah, I care, and I, I you know, I'm there for you, baby. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like, I don't see why you can't have that as she just feels abandoned by her parents. Like, She could think the whole time that her mom killed her dad. Because that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, obviously, her mom's a bad person and a neglectful alcoholic. And I don't see why that couldn't just be the thing that drives her away. No. Like, again. It's, it's just I know, weird I, I know it's not a thing I'm trying to deny. Like, it definitely happens. And it's a terrible mm-hmm. thing that ever happens. But And it shouldn't. But, but it again, does. it shouldn't be ever used for entertainment purposes. But I don't. That's. Okay. We have different. Differing thoughts on this because i don't think it's being used for entertainment i think it's being used to propel the story of her yeah but i agree with what you're saying yeah so we'll we'll go with that yeah also, and we won't talk about it again also we'll, we'll continue talking about the character though mm-hmm. laura dern i'm sorry she's dr ellie statler to me and it was super weird seeing her in this movie i have a fun fact about her <laughs> Yes, she broke her no nudity clause for this film. In the 1990 interview, she said, "I've never done nudity in a movie. I've never sort out. I've never sort of condoned it for myself, but David wanted it, and I was completely comfortable with it because the love story was so protected. Uh, there was never a moment where you feel anything is exploited. I'm interested to see what the American reviewers talk about compared to the Europeans, who really didn't question it much. You know, except for the scene where Willem Dafoe." Yes, sexually assaults her. But she's not nude, technically. Technically. Yeah. She's in her own snakeskin. And again, back with that character, too. Like, he can be creepy and menacing without having to be... Not all bad guys have to be rapists. It's a thing on um, uh, Cinema Sins. Mm -hmm. It's like, all bad guys are rapists, because it seems to go that way. Well, he's sexual deviant, which... He was creepy it. enough without having to have all that aside. Like just the his teeth, teeth. Okay, the thank teeth you. Alone were creepy enough. That's what I yeah. was like. Oh yeah. my goodness! But yeah, I did not enjoy any of this movie. So this is going to sound weird. There, the one thing I really kind of just—I don't know if I enjoyed it. The one thing I just kind of found the sponta- spontaneity spontaneity spontaneousness of it sure the fact that the snakeskin jacket yes represents my individuality and personal Which belief says, in freedom what, three times in the like, movie four or five yeah but the fact that he like loves elvis 
and then he's singing. Like I but like that's just a Nicolas Cage thing. Yeah, and apparently he can. He sung, by the way. Uh, that's he, second. He, he, he does definitely his own, sung. <laughs> he does his own singing. He wasn't bad. No, but it's Elvis. But I like the I like the thought where he's like he sings that one song and she's like, "Why do you never sing me Love Me, me tender. tender?" And he's like, "Oh, I'll only do that for my wife." And then he sings it at the end. Yes, because you didn't see that coming. Yeah, but like the <laughs> the weird the weirdness the, to it, I I could kind of get that past. Actually, okay, but the like, thing that got me was like, okay, this is the movie I'm in for. Wasn't the beginning, wasn't any of that stuff. It was the rock concert. I love where that he scene. just throws up the devil horns and they stop playing. And then after he verbally talks to a guy who's you know yeah. dancing up on his you girl, need to apologize to my girl. He, they just throw him the mic and he starts singing Elvis, and everybody loves it. Like, what the shit? Is okay. this film? No, no. The best. This is this is where I, I I, and it's not where it lost me, but it's where I was like, this is the film, is her driving the car, trying to listen to the radio, and it's all about the death and destruction and all of this and mm-hmm. everything in the world is shit. <laughs> and then it's like she gets so mad, she's like, find me some music, and they crank on like thrash metal or something. Yeah, and he does that. They jump out of the car, and he starts doing kung fu. And that was a great scene for me. I love that fact. And then it, like, just dollies up, and they're making out in the desert. And you're like, what is this movie? But he, like, (laughs) kung fu flips out of the car. Yep. She's dancing, and he's just like, kung fu kick, punch, punch. You're like, what is going on? Yeah. It's so weird. Mm -hmm. And then, yes, the storyline, I'm going to be honest, I went back and read the synopsis on IMDb because I was trying to figure out what actually was going on. And it's, so, I mean, you can figure out. So, um, I was about to call him High. That was last week. (laughs) Um, Sailor. How could you forget that? I know. Lula. Yeah. So, like. So, they're in love. They're in love. Mom doesn't want Sailor to be with her because she thinks Sailor saw them murder. Well, he was there the night they... But he didn't see anything. No. Um, and she also was drunk and tried to come on to him. Yes. And then, so you have the... Okay. So um, let's go through the cast that I have right okay. now. So I only threw this one in, the very bottom one in. So Perdita. Okay. I only threw her in because I knew who exactly I wanted when I saw her. Okay. I didn't cast her. That's fine. Uh, Johnny Farragut. Yes. So he is the investigator who then gets ritualistically killed. Yes. Who's By Perdita's sister. Yes. No, mom. Is it her mom? mom? I don't know. (laughs) Who's also another Lynch regular. Yeah. Um, Santos. Yes. Uh, Bobby Peru. Yes, Willem Dafoe's character. Uh, Marietta Fortune. Yes. Lula and, and then, then Sailor. Sailor. Yeah, okay. So other than Perdita, mm. I didn't recast uh, Isabella. That's who played it. Yeah. yeah. Isabella Rossellini. <laughs> Apparently also there's a s- sequel to this movie that is about her character, Perdita. What's it called? Oh, I'm going to look it up. Is she in the movie? She is not. They recasted her and it's not a Lynch film. Okay. But I, I, I found that incredibly weird that... So, 
before we get too too far into this giant piece of trash um it was called perdita durango okay and it looks totally messed up although javier bardem's in it cool um i actually think that when you boil this movie down to a premise it's actually cool so here's the thing here's the thing that really got me is marietta 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 hires the guy at the very beginning not hires him but convinces him to go kill to go kill sailor no no no, the one he kills in the in the bar uh, bob ray whatever yeah to go to (laughs) prison which by the way okay i actually liked when they're like um, you know, he's going to prison for six years and it said five years, 21 months and four days or whatever the hell it was. I'm like, okay, I like that. It's clever. <laughs> I also, so I also like the fact that I think it's, it's Johnny when he's talking to Marietta where he's like, he went, he murdered somebody. He's like, well, no, it was manslaughter because he was defending yeah. himself you were there. And, and his wife. You were there. You saw it. Like yeah. everyone talks about how it's not, he didn't just straight up murder this guy yeah. like the guy came at him with a knife but he <laughs> did go over the top <laughs> but like that's i took him talked about this last week this yeah. this movie is 100 percent nicholas cage swinging for the fences and which he does great yeah um but like so yeah there's that and then she is getting farragut to go find them because she she's off. hiring santos to kill them but Santos also wants to kill Farragut. Yeah. Um, and then there's that weird society where they offer silver dollars as hitman things. So yes. this is where it first got me. I'm like, this is kind of like John Wick. Hmm? The coins. Right? So I think if you kind of focused the movie on... Which, sorry, this, William Defoe. William Defoe, <laughs> yeah. Um, if you focus the movie on this weird southern version of that it's like a southern gangster movie almost. yeah i think you could you could boil this down to actually being interesting yeah. well because like, you have that one scene where um sailor goes up to perdita which is again and he's like hey remember when we said is there a hit on me no is there a contract on me yeah, yeah. there's a contract on me yeah. like so you know he's part of this like weird yeah. underworld and i like the fact that that marietta saying her name differently every single time <laughs> um got all these guys to go after sailor just because they loved her mm-hmm. right like it was such a weird thing and she was insane she was she totally reminded me of um gone girl no no more wire hangers um that i think it's faye dunaway or something like that it's mm. uh, yeah the the it's i never saw the movie but it's just like no more wire hangers. And it's just this crazy female horror. I think it was a horror movie. Uh, I'll look it up after I've done with the conversation. Um, but yeah, she totally reminded me of that. And obviously the parallels to the Little Wicked Witch of the West. Yes. Um, like, yeah. It's the just, Yellow Brick Road. Yeah. Also, did you ever know, did you notice that while they were driving, there was never any other cars on the road? Yeah. And like the end, he's just walking down the middle of the road and. Gets beaten up by a gang, but then like it's fine with it yeah like it was it was a weird one um yeah it was just weird but before we go on okay because we're talking about it what did critics think of this okay what did what was the ratings on this critics 
gave I say this because it's going to go into my fun fact. 67% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. And 81% of audiences. Audiences apparently really like this movie. It's a Lynch film. Yeah, I know. You know what you're getting yourself into It was into the same thing days. we talked about last week with the Cohen film. It's a Cohen film. I don't even know who the director is next week, but... <sighs> I forgot what movie we're doing next week. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, like, this... Lynch has such a devote set of followers. Mm-hmm. Um, I do... I am a huge fan of Frank Herbert's Dune, and I have never seen Lynch's version of the movie, and I really would like to. Um, also, I know that Lynch can't screw that up too, too much. Um, not like this. Like, it can't mm. be an art film type of thing, right? It can just be weird. But I think it's... Um, I do know it ends with it raining, which doesn't make any sense in the world of, no. of Dune, but whatever. Um, but I think it's just like... We talk about it, and I've said it a bunch. Like, Mulholland Drive was that it's that classic and then twin peaks too is the classic me and danielle but... tried to watch twin peaks and we couldn't really get through it speaking of the girl who dies in that car accident was uh laura laura yeah. i believe the in twin peaks so yeah. um yeah again it's one of those things he used people he knows right yeah but it's just like it starts to feel like at, at times where and looking at it as more of an art film than looking at it as a, a a narrative film, right? It's almost that time where you, you start to look at it and goes, Hey, how do I make this scene? Not creepy, but how do I make this scene completely? Not what you expect. Cause there's the one scene. Sorry, I will bring it back. There's the one scene and only because it was one, one of the facts. It's not a fun fact, but it's in the scene where she's at the doctor's office with pretty much having an abortion, her mom gives her a lollipop. Yeah. Like, and that was one of the things where they were like, well, why'd you do that? And it's like, well, we were trying to figure out the scene needs something extra to it. And it's like, the, so the scene is like, like just the craziness. Of there's this. a lot of that in the, in the movie, like, especially that scene where they're outside the hotel in big tuna, mm-hmm. uh, where they're shooting a porno anyway. Um, but where they're just sitting around and then the like one the, guy comes up. The thing that really got me hmm. was like, I know it's near the end of the movie, but after sailor goes to prison, um, for that, botched robbery mm-hmm. um and she's sitting in the courthouse and that guy comes up to her and then snaps three times stomps three times and walks the fuck away but that's what i mean like what the shit it's almost like <laughs> but it, it's to take you kind of out of the reality of like what's going on where it's but I, things if, are just happening because you have that whole scene where they're sitting outside in in the motel mm-hmm. and the guy starts talking about the dog yeah like, oh, I didn't tell you what my dog looks like, but you immediately think it could be Toto. Yeah, but I think the the thing I'm having, the issue I'm having the most with it hmm. is it's weird and it's creepy, and I don't think it goes far enough. Like, I don't think, I, I think it's too reality-based. Do you so know what you, I mean? So let, let's compare a movie here for a second. Go. Let's compare it to Brazil. Okay. Terry Gillian. Yeah. Because we wa- we did that not that long ago. Mm-hmm. So, because that's kind of a weird comparison of them, right? Not, but Not really, because there was a lot of weird non sequiturs in that too. Yeah. But they really felt tied to the world. And I don't feel stuff like this is mm. tied to this world. That's and where, I, th- yeah. I think if you're going to do stuff that's not tied to the world, you have to do stuff that's really not tied to this world. Like, I was half expecting aliens to show up halfway through this freaking movie. Well, you have the the good witch that shows up, right? Exactly, right? But, yeah, no. 
Actually, that scene where the good witch shows up, I thought aliens. Because it, like, shines down, and then mm-hmm. you're like, what? Well, I thought cops at first because of the weird light at the bottom yeah. of the screen. Um, but, yeah. All right. Let me go through some uh, yeah, facts. Let's get some actual fun facts about this movie. Okay, so the snakeskin jacket that Sailor wears in the film was actually Nicolas Cage's own. Cage okay. asked the director if he could wear the jacket in the film as a tribute to Marlon Brando's role in The Fugitive Kind. Okay. After filming was complete, Cage gave his jacket to Laura Dern. To cover her up? Because David Lynch just wanted to see her nude for half the movie? Um, Do you not also think it's weird that Laura Dern and uh, Diane Lade? Lade? Whatever. It's her mother. What, really? Yeah. I did not know that. That's her... Her actual mother? That's her actual mother. Diane Ladd. Diane Ladd. All right, I was going to look up that weird uh, movie um, I was talking about. But that is, that is her her actual mother, I believe. Yep. Um, yeah, because Laura Dern is daughter of actor Bruce Dern and Diane Ladd. Yeah. So that is her actual mother. <laughs> so that brings a whole nother area to this. Okay, uh, we talked about it. Nicolas Cage does his own singing. I'm going to say, he's a good Elvis impersonator. <laughs> Yeah, he is. Uh, he. This isn't the first time he's done Elvis, though, is it? I don't think so. I know I've seen... Oh, sorry. This isn't the only time he's done Elvis. No. This could be the first. <laughs> could be. Yeah. But I, I can remember seeing him as, like, or doing an Elvis impersonation. Yeah. Um, we were talking... We were talking about how critics felt about this. So this film was completed one day before it debuted at the 1990 Cannes Film Festival um, in the Grand Auditorium. After the screening, it received wild cheering from the audience. When jury president Bernardo Bertolucci, don't know, sorry, announced Wild at Heart as the Palme d'Or winner. Bernardo Bertolucci? Yes. Oh, Bertolucci. no wonder. Hold on. As the Palme d'Or winner at the awards ceremony, the boos almost drowned out the cheers with the film critic Roger Ebert leading the vocal detractors. Barry Gifford remembers that there was a prevailing mood that the media was hoping Lynch would fail. So this is an interesting one. Nicolas Cage states that Wild at Heart helped him get away from method acting. David Lynch's spontaneous rewrites and the film's odd characters helped him be more playful with acting. And I already talked about the Laura Dern no nudity clause. Mm -hmm. That was my other fun fact. But yes, Laura Dern and Diane Lane are mother-daughter. Weird little fact Daughter about um, the guy who gave him the Palme d'Or. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a movie with Marlon Brando called Last Tango in Paris, mm-hmm. where they actually raped a girl on screen with butter. Yep. I'm just yeah. saying. Thanks. thanks. Terrible people. <laughs> yes. I was just... Anyway, that movie I was talking about mm-hmm. called Mummy Dearest, and I was right. It was Faye Dunaway. Horror movie from... Uh, I, I, think I, rem- I think I know this yeah. scene you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, um, other fun facts. As we said, David Lynch. So he has a few trademarks. Um, one of them being that Wizard of Oz is referenced throughout this movie. That, and he does that apparently quite often. That one weird shot of just the old lady sliding from one side of the screen to the other. That's got to be one of his too. Because like, I remember seeing mm. that in some things. Yeah, he does a, I mean, he does a lot of that kind of thing. Um, also, fun fact. <laughs> not fun. Kind of humorous though. So William Defoe 
in the scene where he goes into their washroom to use their toilet, actually had to go and did, but the toilet was not working. And only later did he find out that it wasn't and somebody had to clean it out. <laughs> gross. Yeah. <laughs> so gross. But yes, there are... Um... I think this movie is just gross. Yeah. And I think they did it on purpose. Well, it just, I, yeah, I do. It irks me in a way I don't like. Marilyn Manson called it his favorite romantic movie of all time. That doesn't surprise me at all. Just saying. I don't know. The whole time I watched it, I'm just like, this is just a David Lynch weirdo. Hey, I want to see Laura Dern nude for in weird primary colors for some reason. Yeah. But let's... So, we kind of talked about it. So, changing this. Because it's like, ultimately... Ultimately, this comes kind of back to what we were talking last week. How do you recast a Lynch film? And I think we just can't. We I just take the premise and we redo it. Which is what I was talking about. I think you kind of have to... I'm getting attacked by my cats. I am. Um, I don't think you can do this movie without changing it. You have to. So. Um, um, and I think you'd have to either take it as a serious movie or a supernatural movie. You could go with that. Um, I would almost... This is going to sound weird because you talked about it. I would almost set this in the John Wick universe. Yeah, like just in a different sector, right? It's in a new sector, and so, she's part of... Well, like uh, that's the Continental and Big Tuna? Yeah, well, not, <laughs> no, not the Big Tuna, but like you kind of have that uh, Perdita and all that where it's like, yeah, you know, is there any hits out? Well, you know, we'll check in. And mm-hmm. yeah, he's try- Sailor's trying to get to something, right? Trying yeah. to get to like a kind of Continental or like a safe zone where... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. I, I just think you'd have to be really weird about it. Yes. Okay, so that's kind of how I would really change stuff, you know, with that whole world apart. And I would take yeah. out a lot of the erotic thriller parts of it. Like, I still want them to be in love. I'm okay with that. But I would take out the nudity. That's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, I would take out the gratuitous sex. I, it's I'm, not necessary. You could totally write people in love without having to write it weird. Yeah, but it's so. it's the physical love versus the emotional. And but the thing is, they had both, yeah. so I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, but, but, yeah. but yeah, I think it's just yeah, we ground it more in reality. We change. We change. I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I wouldn't change the mother, but I would still like. I would change what her role is in things because it's just kind of like all these lovers are doing this for her. But see, I wouldn't change that at all. I would change how crazy she is. Like the scene where she covers her face in lipstick. <laughs> like, I would just have her as a... I, ha, I would have her as she knows what she's doing, manipulating these men. Mm-hmm. I think that's more interesting. Where it's more, I love my daughter, so I'll manipulate you all into no doing this stuff for me. It's not that she loves her daughter. She wants to control her daughter. Oh, uh, yeah power yeah it's it's how she how it's like this is my way or the highway and sailor and lula yep lula aren't listening to me Mm -hmm. right so the men who do listen to me are gonna go get them yeah right so i'll take that (laughs) you don't have to i'll take it all right into the cast into the cast so you casted perdita Perdita. played by isabella rossellini Isabella Rossellini. Yeah. 
Um, only reason I casted her is because there was only one actress that came to mind when I was watching this. It's like, yeah, this person totally did it. Aub- Aubrey Plaza. Are you going more comedy? No, but like, <laughs> just her straight up. I mean, yes, she does that dark, not dark humor, but she does that humor very well. But she true. plays that kind of off the grid person. Mm-hmm. Use off the grid. Those weird choice of words, but. You know what I mean? She's like that kind of out there person. And I totally put her in this role of just somebody that Sailor knows who's connected to all these people. Who's like, hey, is there a contract out? And then it's like, well, no. But then backstabs them. What are you looking at? I'm looking up Isarella Rossellini, who was also in Incredibles 2. Who was she? She was um, the ambassador. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Just because we were talking about Helen Hunt. No. Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter. Helen Hunt, Bonnie Hunt, Holly Hunter. It's very similar. It's hard they, to... They all are hunts. Yeah. Hunts. I said hunts. <laughs> Get out of the, the gutter. So anyways, yes. Aubrey Plaza would be my, my choice for Perdita. Okay. Sounds and good. apparently Perdita had the spinoff movie. Yeah, we this, talked about that. Yeah. And I have no idea. And I don't think weird. I'd go watch it. So I definitely All right. Not. Johnny Farragut. Johnny Farragut, played by Harry Dean Stanton. Yes. Come on. I don't know his name, but I know his face. That's Harry Dean Stanton is this hugely prolific actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. 206 credits to his name. Is he not the guy in the first Avengers that says... Talks to the Hulk. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you, you got a problem. You got a condition. problem, son. You got a condition. <laughs> he scared all the birds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's him. He was also um, the engineer in Alien, the first Alien film, who had the cat. Um, yeah. Like, he's been in so many things. Obviously, like... He's he's one of those actors who just kind of shows up and stuff, mm-hmm. and does super small roles, yeah. like. Um, but he's been in so many things, like. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about Avengers. He was literally the security guard. Yep. Like he doesn't have a character name. He was in the Green Mile. Yeah. He was in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Holy crap! The dude was born in 1926. He was 91 when he passed. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I've seen him in so many movies, and so have you. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, well, he just he has one of those faces where I saw him in this, and I'm like, oh, I, I. It's one of those characters where it's like I recognize him, yeah, but I don't quite know his name, and I always feel bad when that happens. For me, it's just it's the, um, it's the alien thing for me. Like, yes. I absolute that has got to be my number one horror film. Oh. I love Alien so much. And it still freaks me out to this day, which I know is I know. weird. But, uh, I mean, we've had this conversation. I like Aliens because I like it more as the sci-fi action yeah. than a sci-fi horror. But I do agree, Alien is a fantastic yeah. horror movie. It's, it's, I don't know, it's... Yeah, okay, we know. So yeah. who did you have um, ooh, for your right, Johnny? For... Or do you want me to go first? No, I can go. Um, I picked Kyle Chandler. Um, you, I recently saw him in Godzilla, King of the Monsters as, um, Mm. mm, wow. Girl from Stranger Things, 11. Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. Her her dad. He's also in Friday Night Lights. 
He's a very, very, very talented actor. He again, I, yeah, I know. He's one of those guys who pops up in movies, and you're like, oh hey, Kyle Chandler, I mm-hmm. like that guy. Um, <laughs> but for some reason, him and uh, who we got to, who I who I picked to play um, Maretta Fortuna. I mm-hmm. said her name wrong again. Maretta Fortuna. Um, I had them picked from the very beginning. Oh, like I once not. I started watching this movie, for some reason, Kyle Chandler and the person we'll talk about later were in my brain, and I mm. do not know why. Because they're not similar to these people. <laughs> but, mm. um, yeah, I think Kyle Chandler has that niceness about him that Farragut has. Because mm-hmm. Farragut's kind of the only good person in this movie. He's the decent person yeah. in this movie. Let's put it that way. Like, he's just a man who's manipulated by the mom. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah. Kyle Chandler, who did you have? So, I went with Matt Walsh. I recognize the name. And he's somebody you would probably hear. Photo. Oh. Are you sure you're not going for a comedy movie? I know, I know. <laughs> but I feel like we've talked about it. Comedians can play pretty serious roles. But I feel like he would play this, like, innocent guy. I know. So he's he showed up in Veep. He's in Ted. The funniest line he ever said was in Hangover 1. The first Hangover, yes. Where he was the doctor. And they're like, where can we, where can we, where can we find that? Um, where can we find that he's uh, at the corner of get a map and fuck off? Yes. <laughs> Family show. Yeah, whatever. I told I told them at the beginning I'd swear yes. in this episode. But yeah, so he, he plays that role and most people know him from there. But like he was so funny in Veep. But like he, he's he's a great comedic actor and but I feel like he could play this like innocent uh Johnny investigator guy. Mm-hmm. And then just have that kind of be like, yeah, he is the innocent one. And he is this kind of like, I want to do, I'm infatuated with Marietta. I want to impress her, but I don't really Margarita? want Margarita, <laughs> Marietta. But I don't really, like, it felt to me like almost, I don't really want to find her daughter. Like, I really don't want to help this crazy woman mm-hmm. to some degree. Yeah. So that's why he's kind of like taking his time and just like kind of mosing, like, that was to me. He seemed what, like a mosier. Yeah, like I'm gonna get it done, but I'm gonna get it done at my own pace. That's so I figured Matt Walsh looks good for this role. Sounds good. Santos. 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 Um, originally played by whoop, whoop, J. E. Freeman. Mm. Oh, we never talked about Crispin Glover. Yeah. I was trying to figure out who his character was. Really? He was the guy who had the roach on his asshole. Right. Yes. What in the shit was that story? I, that was not necessary for the plot. I, and it was super weird that Christian Crispin Glover was just there. Yep. Like, what? What? What is this movie? I, 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 <laughs> Granted, I know Crispin Glover is a bit of an, a weirdo mm-hmm. in the nicest way of saying it. Um He's very artsy and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. this probably spoke to him in a weird way. But uh... yeah, I didn't I, No, We're not going to talk. <laughs> That's all we got. Santos. <laughs> Santos. Who's your Santos? Um, so I went with Jimmy Smith. Okay. Because he always plays this kind of, well, not always. I shouldn't say always, but he plays this really good kind of bad guy ish. Like this is kind of like a, the mobster guy. Santos, yeah, 
he's putting out the hit. He's definitely he's a mob. Mob guy. And I feel yeah. like you know Jimmy Smith has that look to him of. I'm gonna walk in and be like, "Yeah, let me get, let me figure this out. I will get this woman, and we'll kill Sailor, and we'll do all this. But you gotta let me kill Johnny, right? Yeah, like it's kind of like dealing, and I feel like he does that really well. And I'm thinking of things like Dexter when he was in Dexter, mm-hmm. which was a great uh, season. Yeah, and eh, sure, Star Wars. <laughs> sure, Star Wars, but not the reason I would have chosen him. But Dexter was one of the ones that brought my... my Hold on. Yeah. Segway to uh, Star Wars. I picked Benicio Del Toro. Ah, nice. Because, <laughs> um, again, I... Actually, to be honest, it's from his role in Sicario, mm. where he played this... He played a good guy, but he was menacing as shit. Yeah. Um, and, like, had this great mystery to him and stuff like that. Um, and, again, you mix that with how he played the Grandmaster. Nope. The collector. Um, I was gonna say no. no Grandmaster. <laughs> Grandmaster still would have been funny too. Uh, the collector, like you, you can oh, that yes. kind of crazy nut bar with the. Because again, I want this to have more of a <laughs> realistic. Yeah, she's laughing at you. Realistically sinister kind of tone to it. I don't know. Of all the movies we have ever done, this is the one I never, ever, ever want to see redone. Like the I, story could be. I am 100%. This is at the bottom of my list. Like, so I would rather we, watch Foul Play again. So when we do our <laughs> ranking, we already know that this is at your, the bottom? Yeah. I, I will say, we haven't done a lot of... Uh, I'll keep going. Yeah. We haven't done a lot of movies so far where we're like, nah, this is probably the bottom. But I don't know, like... Given the choice, here we go. So, given the choice, I would rather watch this movie again than rewatch Gettysburg. I don't know. <laughs> because it, because Gettysburg was just it was Shakespeare in the Civil War, but it was long Let, and let's boring. Let's just get through this movie. But this one was just yes, Wild at Heart was just like I would this is weird. I would have to rewatch this maybe once or twice more to kind of Start to piece together things. It's just for me for this, the artsy brain. Go. As, as much as I didn't like Foul Play or Gettysburg, oh, Foul Play was just terrible. Um, I, this movie, because of its weird tone and how it mm. presented stuff, I just found it difficult to watch. Mm. Like I felt uneasy watching this in my home. Yes, but I'm going to put it this back. I feel like that's the point of 100% it. 100 agree with you. That doesn't mean I have to watch it. Again. No, and of course, yeah, I absolutely loved Room. With Brie Larson, mm-hmm. I will never ever watch that movie again. I won't. No. It's it's just too much for the soul, and I think this was too much for the soul in the wrong direction. But so. speaking of uneasiness, let's cast Bobby Peru. Yeah. So let's talk about William Defoe, who's for some reason I only recently figured out it's Willem. Yeah. And I know this sounds stupid. I always was like William Dafoe. No. Nope. Uh, I do not know why, but it was like Willem Dafoe. Um, Green Goblin? Uh, Green, well, I was going to go back to John Wick, but yes, Green Goblin. Um, John Wick. Uh, Willem Volko? Vol- I, Vol- I think it's Volko with a V. It is Volko yeah. um, from Aquaman. Willaman. Willem. Willaman. Willaman. Willaman IP. Willaman. Damn it. <laughs> Willem Dafoe is an amazing actor. Oh, he's, he's a great actor. Yeah. 
this role was just I'm sorry, the teeth disturbed me. Yeah. The gum to teeth ratio was like so off and I was like And the way he spoke and the way his eyes looked. Yep. Like yeah. Yes. So he and again this comes back. He was an unsettling character. Mm-hmm. And even that like scene in the room with uh Lula it's just so unsettling and so weird. And then it just like snaps out. Yeah. And you're just like, what the frickety frack did I just see? Yeah. So, but anyways, I guess I'm up. No, you're up. Am I? You had Benicio. Yes, that's right. Um, I picked uh, Harry Nulling. Hmm. Neville Logbottom. Yes. No, no, Sorry. Dursley, the other one. Yes, it's the Dursley. The Dursley kid. Um, I picked him because of Old Guard. Oh, yeah. Where he was the bad guy and he was creepy and weird. And because of um, chess show, Queen's Gambit. Mm-hmm. He was less evil in mm-hmm. that. He was still creepy and weird. Um, but he's a chess guy. They're all creepy and weird. Um, oh, of course, it's chess. Yeah. But I think he's talented. He is, I mean, talking, like, it's weird because you, you watch the Harry Potter movies and you're like, he's not really a big Dudley. part of them. Dudley. Could not. I was to, like, it's Vernon. It's not Vernon. Vernon's the dad. <laughs> yeah. Got uh, really skinny. Dudley. Yeah, he got, but that's yeah. the thing. Like, and I saw him in Old Guard, which was a good movie. It was okay. It didn't Again, use great. Really good premise. Executed kind of weird. But, yeah, when I saw it, I was like, for a moment there, you took you out of it because you're like, "Who is that?" Yeah, and then you're like, "Oh, it's Dudley." Yeah, um, but the thing is, that's one of the things that it's like yeah. Tom Felton. Yeah, and Daniel Radcliffe. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Just talking. You need a hug? Okay. Okay. We'll pause this. I gotta hug pause, my daughter. Pause for a hug. Okay. That's yeah. As we were saying, that's the issue with Harry Potter. They're all kind of typecasted. Yeah, but some of them, like Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson, mm-hmm. even Rupert Grint are like typecasted. But I feel like Tom Felton and Henry Melling. Melling are ones that you now see in things and you're like, you don't quite look like Harry Potter universe True. anymore. But I think people still see them and be like, who's that? And they find out and they go, uh, oh, Harry Potter. And then Potter. that's all they see. Yeah. So that's anyway. true. Anyway, Who's your? Uh... I went way older, and I went with somebody who I, I sleazy, sleazy. Sorry, no offense to him. I went with Walton Goggins. Good, good, yeah. Because he plays that sleaziness so well. Oh yeah. Um, like we said, he doesn't have to be rapey, but definitely, I want that sleaze. I want like the a grease back hair. I want that kind of. I don't want the teeth. It was really weird. But I just... I, want I think this. the teeth were a good thing. I oh, think, yeah. They worked, like, but it's just... This is going to sound gross. Go. Um, my old job, a long time ago, there was a photographer who worked there. Um, he had rotted teeth in his mouth because he was like 700 pounds. Um, he wasn't that heavy, but he, hmm, looked, I know. he looked massive. Um, 
so yeah, he had he was one of those people, and yeah, he had rotted teeth in his mouth that looked like this. Yeah. So this is what I'm assuming these are, right? Okay. So, just yes. But Walton Goggins, I like it. He can do it. Okay. Who's All next? Right. Marietta, Marita, Marita, Margarita, Margarita Pizza, Margarita Pizza, played by Diane Ladd, who is apparently Laura Dern's mom, <laughs> which I find very weird. Um. It's your go. But she is, so it yeah. is. Uh, this came out of, like, nowhere, and I don't know why she popped up when I was looking. I want Jane Seymour. I love Jane Seymour. <laughs> Dr. Quinn, medicine woman. It's not that. She's kind of made a career, like, recently of being this kind of funny lady. Yeah. Um, wedding Crashers. With, I was going to say starting with Wedding Crashers, where she was Kitty Cat. Yes. <laughs> She's been playing this, like, sexualized, funny, older woman for a while now. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Again, I'm not making a comedy, but but she has this. She had the look to her of somebody. This is gonna sound weird. Somebody, because I was going for like the Wicked Witch type idea. Mm-hmm. Somebody that could pull that off. That could be like the stern looking. I want to control everything, woman. Yeah. And this is how I'm gonna do it. So I went with Jane Seymour. And see, I kind of went with that too, which is why I went with Jessica Chastain. Ooh, good choice. Because she has that like demanding type of presence Mm -hmm. like in like zero dark 30 where she was that cia officer she was really really good in that and uh you like her in molly's game oh molly's game that was the one i was trying to think of Um, yeah she was really good in molly's game i really enjoy her and yeah as i said like her and kyle chandler for some reason Mm. have been in my head since i started watching this freaking movie so yeah yeah all right it works uh next is our lula lula Played by Laura Dern, who everybody knows from Jurassic Park. Dinosaurs eat, man. Women inherit the world. <laughs> yes. Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park 3, and potentially the new Jurassic World. Yeah, she says it says it on her uh, IMDb page. Yeah, because I think they're bringing them all back. Good. Do you think they're just going to retcon Jurassic Park 3? I don't know. Mm. But Whatever. Whatever. Um, yeah. All right. Um, Who is your Lula? Who is your 20-year-old? Speaking of Harry Potter, I picked Emma Watson. Okay. (laughs) You went with a different Harry Potter person? I picked an Emma. I just didn't pick Watson. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think, I don't know, like, I had this weird thought about maybe setting this in England for a while. I care. Um seen this in england for a while but then yeah. i changed my mind about that but um i think she's a very talented actress if you ever saw the bling ring she's super mm-hmm. good in that she was super funny in that not great movie with uh, the world's end or this is the end this is the end she was super funny in that movie and i did not like that movie um but yeah i think she's great so everyone Herm- does mine you just stole our shit yeah <laughs> sorry that's a great line yeah so yes yeah. okay no I, I, I and i'm guessing emma stone no, Emma oh. Roberts. Ah, nice. Well, the other way. <laughs> Emma three Roberts. Different, three different Emmas. Yeah. Like. Emma Stone, Emma. Um, actually, I almost thought of Emma Stone, but I went with Emma Roberts because she has that kind of innocent look to her, which is kind of what I wanted with... Which is weird for a girl who stars in a lot of horror. Well, yeah. Like, I was going to say, like, things. Scream Queens. She was... Scream 5. Scream 5. Yeah. She was funny in. 
not Scream 5. I meant Scream, Scream Queens. Yeah. But, like, she has that... And she can play that seriousness and she can play this like whole yeah. persona that I want this character to be. So mm-hmm. I feel like Lula would be a good... Yeah, sounds or good. Emma Roberts would be a good Lula. So... Who's your sailor? <laughs> Who is your sailor Ripley? Yeah. Who oh. we don't know until the very end that his name is Sailor Ripley. No. When the wicked witch... No, when the Glenda the Good Witch shows right. up. You don't recast Glenda? No. Glenn Close. <laughs> Just for the hell of it. Just for the Glenn. Just for the Glenn. Um, so this is might seem a little weird. Maybe. I don't know. So I wanted I wanted somebody that's going to play off kind of this weird craziness to Sailor. I still want to keep the snakeskin jacket and mm. have that line. Totally. I still want to keep the in like the Elvis love. So I wanted somebody I, that I knew could sing. I think some craziness needs to be in this. Yeah. Like, I wanted Sailor to still be like this guy. I want Donald Glover. Hmm? Because, I mean, you, you, you look at, you know, everything he's done. He's a comedic actor. He's a serious actor with uh, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, his rapping career, Childish yeah. Gambino, um, even his role in Sp- like Spider-Man, where he played... He was serious. He played serious. But, like... I want him to be this like kind of out there character that just yeah I know yeah. that has this incredible weird personality to mm-hmm. him yeah but is likable and lovable yeah. Donald Glover I went with someone who can definitely play insane because okay. I've seen him play insane um, I went with Nicholas Holt uh, um, you just went with another Nicholas yes I did uh, but I went with Nicholas Holt because of his role in uh, the Great. Where he played um, Catherine the Great's wife, husband, whatever okay. the hell his name is. Don't know. Um, but yeah, like he is just a nutso character in that, um, and it has that same kind of energy as this mo- as this movie, where it's mm-hmm. like he's all about sex and all about you know just rock and roll, living his. But yeah, throw up the but, devil horns. But in a in a in a weird like Russian aut- autocracy yes. type of way, but like, and I think that is kind of why I wanted to pick him. Because hmm? like, he has that, and it's just a weird, weird way of looking at a human being. Hmm? So, yeah. And he's just a good actor. I think Nicholas I'm, Holt oh, is phenomenal. Don't deny that. And I'd love to see him in more things. So, yeah. Yeah. Wild at Heart. This movie. I don't want to keep talking about this movie. You wild at Heart. This is going to be man. one of our shortest films, cause, or episodes, because I do not want to keep talking about this film. What are we at? 50 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It, okay, yeah. Just to wrap it up. It is... It's a Lynch film. Yeah. If you like Lynch's, you'll like it. If you like it. If you're just looking for something that will maybe set you off on ease. What I find just incredibly, and I know we're, we're, we'll wrap it up. What I find incredible is IMDb lists this as a comedy. Yeah, I know. And when we watched the trailer, it was kind of it's put in, out as like a weird yeah. comedy. But it is in no way a comedy. No, I wouldn't call this comedy. Um, it is definitely an artsy film. Yeah. It's not for everybody, but, you know, it yeah. might just be one of those ones you got to see it once and give it that. Mm-hmm. But I would recommend other Lynch films over this. Where can they find you? They can find me on Etsy at the Canuck Comic Guy store. Come check us out anytime. And you guys can find us on Facebook at Recasted Podcast, on Twitter at Recasted Pod, and you can find Danielle at Fionavir on... Please send Instagram. us tweets. Um, yeah, if you want to talk to us, tweets. please, if you listen to us, 
come talk to us. Let us know what you want to hear. Like, we'd love to do a movie for if, fans. If you know Nicolas Cage, yeah, get him to tweet us. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to end this episode because I can't remember what movie is next week. Um, so that was Wild at Heart. Uh, and that's the re- end of the recasted podcast. Um, no, no. I don't what know do how I say? You end this movie. I don't know how you end this. From all of us here, yeah, right. at Re- from you. all of us here at Recasted, go watch Guarding Tess. <laughs>